This is Inside Inkeeping, a podcast from InPartners on the ins and outs of the inkeeping industry. Here's your host, Megan Smith. Hi, this is Megan. Although I've been off the air for several months, I'm back with eight episodes that will be rolling out throughout the spring and summer. Earlier this month, I attended the Association of Independent Hospitality Professionals. I'm going to hear forward refer to that as IHAP. I attended IHAP's Knowledge Sharing Summit and Marketplace in Norfolk. The caliber of vendors and seminars was even better than last year, which I didn't think was possible. This year, IHAP allowed me to sit down with the presenters of some of the most popular seminars in order to share this information with those of you who are unable to attend. I do recommend that you mark your calendars for next year in Cincinnati from March 25th to March 28th to try to get there. It's worth it. Our presenting sponsor for this series is bnb.com, who has supported us from the beginning, and we're so happy to have them back. And now a word from Janice Hurley, Director of Industry Relations at bedandbreakfast.com. Bedandbreakfast.com is the world's largest B&B travel site, connecting travelers seeking intimate, one-of-a-kind, and locally-owned accommodations with innkeepers and B&B owners from around the world. Advertise your property on Bedandbreakfast.com and meet a whole new world of travelers. Since its existence, Airbnb has had somewhat of a contentious relationship with our industry. But over the last few years, they've been listening to our input And on this podcast, Cammie Hauser will share their plans to add new categories for inns, boutique hotels, and also share tips on how to get more from your listing on Airbnb. Cammie's session had standing room only at the conference, and I think you will enjoy the content of the podcast. All right, this morning I am here with Cammie Hauser from Airbnb, and very excited to have her share with those of you that were not able to come to the conference this year the information that she was sharing about the new category and professional category for our inns and bed and breakfasts on Airbnb. So, Cammie, take it away. Awesome. Thanks for having me, Megan. It's My nice pleasure. to be here with you. Um, yeah, we are thrilled about this category. We, in the past, have had a bed and breakfast category, but as I'm sure many people listening to the podcast can attest, it hasn't always felt like the bed and breakfast that they know well. We weren't necessarily looking at this category very deeply, and oftentimes people on Airbnb believe that they might have something like a bed and breakfast if they have, oh, I don't know, a couch and they serve some Cheerios. <laughs> uh, that sounds to them like a bed and a breakfast. And you know, I think one of the things that we need to make sure we're doing at Airbnb is really towing the line on our commitment to AIHP and to the industry itself. Um, that means, and I'm very excited to talk about it, that we are committed to making sure that category is for professional innkeepers and those who run legal, licensed, and legitimate bed and breakfasts. So what will that look like on the Airbnb website? It'll look like some work for the first six months, probably. Uh, it is available. We have space types that we've always had, and those include whole home, private room, and shared room. Yes. Then we've added bed and breakfast and boutiques. And I think that'll be really useful for people as far as a filtering tool goes, especially as a guest realizes that, you know, maybe they're not that excited about the futon and the Cheerios anymore, or they want a slightly different, more elevated experience. We had hundreds of millions of people come to Airbnb last year who didn't find what they were looking for. And we think that this is a really important product improvement to be sure that we're serving our guest community well, while also obviously paying off um, our relationship with our professional host community. So as state tourism director in Vermont, when this issue started bubbling up, 
I suggested to the inns, uh, the, more of the bed and breakfast, because they were the ones feeling the impact originally. And I suggested to them that they all go on Airbnb and put a room or two and say in it, we're licensed, we're inspected. And I actually have been able to follow up with several of them at the conference this year. And most of them have said it has worked. But I think clearly it's not working well enough since you are adding this category. So is that what brought you to do the category? Was you saw the ends on there and they weren't getting the business? Or it's just you feel like you want to offer a better product? I think it's probably a little bit of both. Obviously, I, as a biased lover of inns and bed and breakfast, would love to see them get the business. Um, I appreciate, Megan, you're telling folks that they should give us a try. I agree. I do also think, though, that people often sell themselves short when they make an Airbnb listing. They might put those uh, pieces of information into the listing. They're legal, they're licensed, they're legitimate. Here's their license number. But then they leave off a lot of things. And so I'm hoping for the innkeepers who are listening that I can give a few tips on how to build a better listing with Airbnb because often I also see people who are excited to try us out Um, They get all set up, they're ready to go, and then they don't see any business. And I think that happens for a few reasons. First is that we really hope we can work with your um, property management system or booking system, whichever, whatever you use. Currently, we work with Think Reservations, Innkeeper's Advantage, and Little Hotelier, which is a SiteMinder product. All of those have direct connections into Airbnb so that you're not managing as much on the Airbnb system. Airbnb system was built for that delightful person who wants to put people on their couch and give them Cheerios. It wasn't built for professional innkeepers, property managers, um, boutique hoteliers. There are so many folks that sort of felt left off of our list when we built our product. And for good reason, the product does not work that well for them. We are getting better. It is much improved. But first, I would say go to the folks who you work with for your property management and booking management and see if they're connected to us. Highly recommend our three partners. Um, We feel really strongly about them. We'll be adding more this year, which is very exciting, and and we're working closely with AIHP to make sure we're talking to the right folks. So that's step one. Step two would be that I feel Airbnb guests have a real proclivity for pictures and are not necessarily always inclined to do the reading. So one of the things I would love to see innkeepers improve is, frankly, adding more photos. And I know a lot of them get their photos beautifully done by some of the professionals who are in the industry. I love those photos. Nothing holds a candle to how pretty those pictures are. The additional photos we ask for can, however, be easily taken on what I'm shocked to say is now a much improved iPhone camera. And we're okay with that. If you put seven photos up that are your professional photos that include the room itself that is the listing, the bathroom that's a part of that, and then maybe you want to add a bunch of photos. Maybe in Vermont you have, there's an amazing inn that is also a dairy farm. I I want to see that, right? As a person who would have been maybe coming from Boston a few years ago, I would have been so excited to see pictures of all the cows, more cows, some more cows. And then also this innkeeper offers uh, the ability to do a pie making class with her in the afternoons. So take a picture of the pie making class. Let me see what it is I can experience there. And then on top of that, common spaces, please show where guests will want to hang out. The bed is important. The room is important. Premium toiletries and bath products 
all very important. Premium linens, also very important. But also, where am I going to walk into? What does it look like when I want to sit on the porch or, you know, have a glass of wine with someone at the end of the day or sit with the innkeeper and learn about the cows? I want to see all of those spaces as a guest. Right. And the nice thing, too, is when you're coming into a professional establishment like that, you know that the manager or the innkeeper is going to try. If you want to be alone, they'll let you alone. But if you're going into somebody's home, it's it's so different. We're going to take a short break and hear from another new sponsor, Innkeeper's Advantage. And here is their founder, Cindy Bachman. Wouldn't it be great if your Airbnb reservations would appear instantly in your booking system? At Innkeeper's Advantage, our Book It Now reservation system offers a direct two-way connection to Airbnb, enabling you to manage all of your bookings, rates, and availability from a single calendar. Book It Now is affordable, and there's no long-term contract or setup fee. Call 724-933-3330 or visit bookitnowonline.com for more information. Thanks. So the photos are super important. Number one key, please use the photos. Secondly, we have a very robust description space on the bottom of the listing. On a podcast, you cannot see this, but I'm actually sort of drawing out the (laughs) listing with my hands right now. There's a space for you to put in everything you think is special about your property as well as your in-keeping style. I do think that there is some anxiety associated with showing up in someone's home and you know not knowing that person. And if they're not a professional, maybe they tend towards being potentially bothersome or they don't talk to you at all. I think it's an important thing to call out in as many different places as possible. We are a professional bed and breakfast professional in. We have been in keeping for X number of years. We have won X awards. And you can expect the following from us at your stay. Oh, I like that. Yes, love that. Because then it takes that anxiety totally mm-hmm. out of the picture. And you think this is all sort of inherent. The thing that's so important, I think, for the innkeepers who are listening is that it's not to our guests. They don't know to expect more. They don't know to expect a delicious home-cooked breakfast. They don't know to expect a pie-making class for sure. I mean, I'm staying here in Virginia, in Norfolk. I'm staying at the Page House Inn. I'm completely obsessed with Debbie. I want to move in with her immediately. I've gotten very used to our three-course breakfast and her delicious coffee, but also... How comfortable that bed is, how beautiful the bathroom is. It's just been a delight all the way around. But as a long-time Airbnb guest, I don't know to expect that. I almost don't know that there's more out there. And if it's not in your listing, our guests will not know. That is so interesting. So your customer, your client that's coming on and booking, they think of a and b as what they've seen on in their stays at Airbnb because that's what they know. And... We, who have been in keeping and are so entrenched in this industry, we just think everybody knows, you know, didn't you watch Bob Newhart 40 years ago when it was on TV? Come on, you know? I mean, but it's the truth. So I know my what my kids look for when they go to an Airbnb, but they grew up in a bed and mm-hmm. breakfast. Mm-hmm. So it is different. And I, I think that's a great point. And putting that in the description, it, especially in a way that's readable, bullet points. Yes, um, yes stylist yep. so it's a which is draws them hitting return and adding <laughs> a new you know like the, I understand that it feels like it can be a heavy lift to mm-hmm. to build an Airbnb listing it feels very different than other potential channels that you might list with it feels like we are asking more of you I almost guarantee you that if you put a little bit of time and effort just an extra hour even into a listing 
your business will see a huge bump and we are a much better margin for you. So my hope is that people will look and say, these are all opportunities to impress potential guests and I want to take every one of them on. It's a really great point about who our current customer is. I would also say that our current customer is growing up a little bit. Mm -hmm. And the reason so many people came to Airbnb last year to say, what is this Airbnb thing? Or to say, I've been staying with Airbnb forever, but I don't really want the couch and the chair house anymore. I now have a better job. I've gotten used to corporate travel. I want to take my partner for the weekend to somewhere that is a little nicer and I don't want to cook breakfast or I don't want to make the bed every morning. I need a treat. I need what that is exactly what a bed and breakfast can provide. And I think making sure our guests also is becoming educated about that is one of the key pieces of my job. However, it also means I need a partner from the innkeeping side to say, great, I'm going to put some effort into this listing. I'm not going to look at Airbnb as the enemy and, you know, just sort of toss my property on there and then come to Airbnb saying you're not doing enough for me. I need a partner who will say, Mm -hmm. all right, I'm going to put some effort into this on my side. I'm going to give it my best shot to put my property out there on Airbnb. And then I guarantee you that as long as I've got my job, I'm going to make sure that you stand out, that you're in the right category, and that our guests can find you if that's what they're looking for, not just via the category, but via amenities as well. So not very many people on Airbnb can say they serve a hot breakfast. We're also going to add particular common space categories. We're going to make sure licenses can be prominently displayed. I'd highly recommend not only putting your license number into your listing, but take a picture of your sign that's out in front of your property. Make sure people really get a feel for the fact that this is a business. Mm -hmm. They're walking into a business that is incredibly safe, is constantly monitored for safety, for clean kitchen for all sorts of things that I think people are just like, oh, that feels really good. I'll feel very taken care of. This all cues a very different experience than what might be next door that can't possibly build as good a listing in some ways when you think about what you do well. They just don't do those things. Now, they might have a beautiful listing and it might be $130 for a whole house, but there's no breakfast there Mm -hmm. and there might not be premium comfy linens there and there might not be incredible reservation management that allows for a smoother guest booking and stay. And those are all the things that we need to know, though, because if you don't show our guests that, they're never going to know. Right, that there's an alternative. They're not going to look you up elsewhere. Yeah, and I think I was speaking to one of the people who from Vermont who mm-hmm. I had suggested that to, and I spoke to him yesterday, and I said, so did you ever get any business? And he said, you know, the business we have gotten, the people have been so happy Oh, I'm so glad. Um, he gave me an example. He had a, two young women that came. They were friends and they were meeting to go skiing in the community in, that he is in. And they had always gone to Airbnbs, gotten condos. I think they came to this resort often. Yep. And he said they were so thrilled with their breakfast. And, and his wife is just lovely. She's I'm just sure. one of those people you just want to hug. <laughs> and he said these two girls said, yeah, we paid a little more, but wow. So worth it. Exactly. So that I I hope I hear that hundreds of times in the Mm -hmm. next couple of years because I do think that the experience that a bed breakfast and an experienced innkeeper have to offer is just out of this world. And on top of that is is what our guests are looking for. I can't turn away hundreds of millions of people anymore. We've got to find a way. So that's 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 part of your bounce factor is people that come on and don't. We don't know what they're looking for in some in some ways, right? Like they may Mm -hmm. just say, "Oh, this Airbnb thing, maybe not for me." But they probably go right over to, you know, Hotels.com, booking out somewhere else, and they find a place to stay. And that tells me that they didn't just cancel their vacation because they couldn't find somewhere to stay on Airbnb. Right. It tells right. me that we simply didn't have the accommodation yeah. that they thought was right for them. 
Um, So in many ways, I'm working with our maturing current guests and trying to help them find what they're looking for, but keep them with us because we're excited that they love Airbnb. And then I'm also trying to help this group of people who wasn't necessarily sure that we were for them, and then we came up short somehow. What is it that they're looking for, and how can we provide for them better? That would be, I I think, think we're on both sides. And I think this is going to be the answer for that. A new sponsor for us is Fred Pierce, who is CEO of bnbwebsites.com and textingreview.com. BNB Websites has a straightforward mission, twice the website for half the cost. BNB Websites builds beautiful websites with a focus on search engine optimization so your customers will find you. Testing Reviews is a new service that allows you to manage your online reputation by getting more reviews as well as helping you avoid the bad ones. Getting reviews is super easy. Send your customer a text or an email and a few clicks later you have a review where they matter most like Google, Facebook, or TripAdvisor. For more information, visit both websites, bnbwebsites.com and textingreviews.com. Now, I heard a question in your presentation the other day, and, I'm, and I didn't get to hear the answer. Someone asked you about boutique hotel yep. category. Yep. A lot of people call themselves boutique hotels. Like back in the day, a lot of people called themselves country inns. Yes. And now they call themselves boutique hotels. Yes. And I, I didn't hear your answer, but I think I'm sure that's a question that's going to be yeah, in people's minds. Absolutely. So if you want to address that. Yeah. We don't actually have a, you know, a room count or a definition for a boutique hotel. We're seeing boutique hotels that in many ways would have looked like a bed and breakfast 10 years ago, right? They're mm-hmm. in a small town, but they want to be called a boutique hotel. Maybe they feel they're modern or something like that. In my mind... Everyone is doing a lot of the same things. They are providing great hospitality. They have beautiful spaces. Everything is sort of elevated, and that Mm -hmm. is what we're looking at for what Airbnb has referred to as traditional hospitality. My purview is both bed and breakfast and boutique hotels. If you want to be a bed and breakfast, please do call yourself that. And in some cities, towns, areas, that will be a different tax or a different um, inspection or whatever it may be. In some places, they're the same. And in some places, a bed and breakfast doesn't even exist. In New York City, there is no bed and breakfast. You must be a boutique hotel if you are anything. Otherwise, you are some sort of confusing amount of other things that I don't understand. You know, I just, that's true. I didn't realize that, but that is, that's the case. This is what's so interesting, though, is that we will say, we want to continue to say to our hosts, you should classify yourself. Who are you? What do you Mm -hmm. think you're doing? And as long as you, so for the boutique hotel category, we look at this and say, as long as you are um, small and independent, and independently owned. So we might work with some small boutique hotel ownership groups, but again, independently owned, very important for us. Yep. Really important to, to be providing common spaces. So really fun to watch people add in a terrace or a rooftop bar or a coffee mm-hmm. shop downstairs. Um, things that just sort of matter to Airbnb as far as building community and sort of chance meetings between travelers that often happen when they're staying with a host in a home but it maybe might be a little harder to foster if you're in a large hotel that feels a bit nondescript. So these smaller properties can really offer what we think is important about community connection. Uh, We do ask for there to be a design point of view. And Mm -hmm. people really get after me about this one and say, well, what are you guys looking for? And, you know, what is unique? And that's just so subjective. If I like it, it's subjective. If it's a point of view that is presented in a way that says, you thought about this, that is not subjective to me. That is, did you think about how your property looks? Great. That makes sense. And if you did, you could, you have a name for it. Right. And you can talk about why you made those choices, right? I may yeah. not 
design, I am no designer. And design to me could mean a very different thing than it might mean to you, than it might mean to the listeners. What we ask for is that, you know, you didn't run on over to Ikea, throw a bunch of furniture into all the rooms, mm. open yourself up as a hotel. That doesn't really feel like an experience that we would love for our guests to label as a boutique hotel or bed and breakfast experience. However, if you're thoughtful and, you know, you did something you love, then that will really come through in the guest experience. And I think that'll be really important. And by the way, maybe you love Ikea. That's also okay. <laughs> but as long as you can right. tell us why it is that the you Swedish did that. Right. <laughs> you wanted to be a Swedish themed hotel, that would be brilliant actually. Right. And maybe I should do that. But also important that, you know, it, it all kind of comes together in a way that creates a really positive experience. And then, you know, I, I think lastly, having that host present is so crucial. As all innkeepers and bed and breakfast owners know, you are the person that makes the stay great. Your breakfast mm-hmm. can be amazing. Your sheets can be delightful. The best mattress is a, a real thing, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, however, your being there and being the person who you just want to hug or who I can't wait to see every morning when I get up... Mm-hmm. And who tells me all the best places to go and everything yeah. I need to see? That is that's You're not reading it on a binder. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So I think that that piece is the most critical in my mind. Really imbuing every guest stay with your personality and your brand of hospitality. Um, but that's what we're looking for from a boutique hotel. There is no room minimum or maximum. There is no sort of like hard and fast definition. We really, really go after that hospitality flavor, and that is what makes a, a stay go from good to great. And that's what we require. I want to let you talk about something that came to my mind while listening to your presentation without naming other OTAs because we all know what an OTA is. I don't know what those are. Um, Why, you know, probably everybody listening to this conversation works with an OTA Mm -hmm. or will if they're a respective innkeeper. You can't, you have to now. Yet, People have resistance to Airbnb because of the competition or whatever has grown over the years um, that you are breaking down all those walls. And I see it just in the one year since the conference last year, how much progress you've made in that. Thank you. So talk to me about why Airbnb versus another OTA. Absolutely. It's one of my favorite questions. Um, I do think it's important for this audience to know two things first. One is that the other OTAs are going to start home sharing. So... Booking is making a concerted effort, and their CEO has recently come out and said very clearly they want to win home sharing. That will only mean that there are more homes that are thinking they can make more money in a very, very different community. And while I think Jillian is a, an admirable businesswoman and a truly impressive person, I do not agree with how they are thinking about home sharing because it does not include the community aspect that Airbnb has really, really prided ourselves on making the most important thing. Booking is coming from a very different background and I am impressed by their business certainly, but that is what it is. It does not include some of the pieces that we are really trying to put together. So I would caution the audience to recognize that we are not the only home sharing game in town and they have a huge reach. They are a humongous business. And recently, people from Airbnb have gone to work at Booking. So I think we can Mm -hmm. expect there to be some changes in how Booking presents its business to folks. It's gotten very popular in Europe so far. The U.S. is obviously a very different market for companies like Booking, but... You know, there already is HomeAway. There are already so there's a lot of power coming into home sharing, and I think it's no longer feeling so alternative. So that's one thing I would say about kind of where the world of accommodations are the future, going. Future, yeah. And then secondly, you know, I, I'm excited about the opportunity for Airbnb because I do think 
we're pretty candid and I try to be very, very upfront in saying we want the feedback on how to build you the platform and the booking channel that you most want. Um, there are very big differences between us and, and some of those other folks out there and some for better and maybe I would say some that we should improve on in Airbnb. But I want to be a partner, and I think that's the key word here. Um, there isn't a lot of wiggle room for us to be anything but a partner, right? The industry mm-hmm. needs us to come to the table and, and ask and mm-hmm. be capable of, of taking the feedback that I think we owe to the industry. Mm-hmm. But on top of that, I would say we are uniquely positioned to bring an excited guest, uh, a group of professional host managers as well who are incredibly motivated to make sure that you're successful on Airbnb. And I also think we're looking and saying we want to build something that is really for our hosts and by our hosts because that's how we've built the rest of our business. Mm-hmm. We're not in the business of coming in and saying, okay, great, let's just make sure this sort of works for everyone here and you know, we'll, we'll just sort of push you into this mold that we're hoping for. I've never been able to get any product changes made unless I've gone out and I've talked to hundreds of hosts about what it is they're looking yeah. for. And that's how we build product. That's how Airbnb has always designed. And it might have been for home hosts at first, but as we have committed to these categories and to professional hosts in general, I think people are going to see us really come out and ask, what is it that you want? And how do we make this work best for you? How do we become your best partner? So those are sort of my two upfront pieces that I'm excited about when we think about where Airbnb can kind of carve out what we're looking to do. One of the things that I notice, and of course I'm not an innkeeper anymore, but I book a lot of hotels and B&Bs. I know you allow, and I know this because I have a home on Airbnb, you allow us to set... Yes, you're welcome. You allow us to pick our cancellation policies, which I really think is wonderful because now when I look at the OTAs, it looks like that's not an option for the if you want to be on X you have to accept this whatever their cancellation policy is now I may be wrong but that's just what it looks like from my point of view I can't speak to our competitors I try not to study very hard uh, and but I do think that is a great thing about Airbnb we are really trying to make sure the power lies with the host the host is our entire business when I say thank you for hosting I mean it genuinely and it is the reason that I get to sit in this chair is because people just like you host but also because professionals are more and more starting to trust us with their business it needs to be that they choose how they use Airbnb they should be taking a room off if it's not doing well for us and we will not try to control that they should be choosing the cancellation policy that best suits their business and the seasonality that they see Um, we want to continue to see their direct bookings grow we want to continue to grow alongside them and I think that is all you know lockstep with this idea that being a good partner is incredibly Mm -hmm. important that has really worked for our home sharing business and I worry for our competitors who may see the flexibility as a weakness for Airbnb because I think they will quickly come to find out that that's going to be a lot harder for their home sharing businesses than it has been because they've had leverage over businesses in the past. I also think that we will always want to remain friendly when it comes to our commission structure. That was my next question. I anticipated. <laughs> because I, I do think that, you know, I remember when my counterparts started having to go on OTAs. Mm-hmm. You had to go on OTAs. It was mm-hmm. no longer your choice. Mm-hmm. And just completely stunned by the commission structure and I would just say to them once I was tourism director is count that as a marketing expense charge that against your marketing because otherwise you're just gonna 
be very unhappy and it's going to make you angry. So, um, so I, that's one of the things I think maybe you should just talk about your commission structure a little sure. bit. Um, our commission structures right now are the same for both our home hosts and our professional hosts. We charge you 3 to 5% depending on your cancellation policy. The 5% are for the stricter cancellation policies because there's a bit more monitoring there and some more transaction that goes on. The 3% really does cover your credit card processing fees. We also cover chargebacks. We're the merchant of record, so we handle the mess that is all sorts of processing that I think can be the bane of many small businesses' existence. Obviously, that comes at quite a cost to us, but... That's also how a home sharing platform needs to work, right? We cannot have our hosts be processing payments all the time. And I think it makes a lot of sense to continue to be that person who is most helpful in those circumstances. Uh, we also charge our guests a 5 to 15% commission on every booking. So the guest fee is really you know, what pays my salary and, and mm-hmm. is a great way, I think, also to allow the host's margins to be very predictable, to make a lot of sense for their business, hopefully. And I do think, you know, as we examine what our business is, the one thing that is hard is as you look at your price uh, on your own website and maybe on other websites, that guest fee is not predictable. And we've got to come to a place where all of our hosts can understand. And and for a home sharing host who may not necessarily be on other sites, that's fine. But we've learned from our professionals that it's very difficult to work with Airbnb's kind of rolling guest fee um, because it's algorithmically calculated. I I cannot predict it for you as a human. Thankfully, a mathematician that is a computer is much smarter than I am and can do that. But that also can be very tricky when you're trying to price your room across different platforms and make sure that it looks largely the same. So I, I want this audience to know we are... Looking into that, we have heard that is painful. We are trying to figure out how to balance out the best way to move forward, but it is so important that everyone knows that we will remain friendly to your business. We know that that is the foot we must put forward. Do I know that it will remain 3% to 5% forever? I do not. Do I know that we will come to the table with your best interest at heart and in mind? Absolutely. And I believe that. I really think that's the business that we, we run, and that's why I work where I work. I also think it's important to note that as you're thinking about pricing and as you're thinking about Airbnb at first, this is my my sort of last, here's something to think about on your listing. When you come to Airbnb at first, we are a merit-based search algorithm. And what that means is the more bookings you get and the more reviews you get, especially if they're five-star, that will boost you in search ranking. Mm -hmm. And in a lot of the towns that innkeepers work, there, are, there may be some listings, and there, maybe it feels like a lot, but I promise you it's not as many as we have in you know, somewhere like Norfolk or wherever else, uh, or Paris for that matter. It's so important to get those 10 trips in and to get that super host ranking so that you're always up at the top whenever anybody searches. My suggestion, take this as it may be, is to think about your margin on Airbnb as a yearly understanding of the money you're taking home with us versus daily. So if you come on to Airbnb soon, maybe it's your off season and you're going into your high season, I would say think about lowering your price a little bit. The commission we take can mean that your margin can maybe even be bigger at a lower price so that you're competitive. And then as soon as you start to get those bookings, bring your price back up and make the rest of your money back because of that margin that we provide at 97%. We're pretty good right now, but I want to see you get visibility. So if you think about your margin across a longer time period rather than just tomorrow, people will say, well, I'm at $400 a night. The house next door is at $130. Completely understand why you're $400 a night. You're providing a $400 a night experience. That, I believe, 
a hundred times out of a hundred times. I've felt that experience and know it. Yeah. However, to get the flywheel spinning on Airbnb, think about how to make more money across the year with us and with every booking that comes in at 97% margin because we need you to give yourself a jump start. And the other ways I would do that, just so you know, there are a few tips. You can always send out your host profile that has all of your listings on it. And what I would do is throw that up on your Facebook page and say, hey, we're actually now hosting with Airbnb. We'd love for first-time bookers who love Airbnb to, to find us here. Do you love traveling with Airbnb? Perfect. We have our listings up there too. If you've been thinking about booking with us, but you haven't been sure, now's a great time. That, again, gives you a few of those early bookings. You never have to do it again. We're not asking you to promote us, but I am asking you to promote your listings on Airbnb so that you can get that super host status. I've also heard people do this where they know a bicycle tour is coming through town. So they actually send out their Airbnb link because it's highly likely that people who have not been to your town and are coming there for a particular event are already yes. looking on Airbnb to book a house. So why don't you give that bicycle tour your Airbnb link and you know get those 10 bookings for that weekend, right? Mm -hmm. Again, never have to send it out again, but I really want people, and I will say it this way, I really want you to juice the system at first so that you can make sure you show up in each and every single search. Get to Superhost, and then the world is your oyster. And yeah. you know, price as you please, think about how your yield management works across your high season. Make sure we're making you more money in your high season, right? If a direct booking is gonna make you X, be sure that your Airbnb booking also makes you that. Our customers cross shop, but not as maybe much as you think right now. And I think you can still be very successful on Airbnb right now if you're thinking about that yield management across a little bit of a longer time frame. In the long run, I want you to make way more money with Airbnb. My suggestion is thinking about how do you kind of start that crank, and I'm making yeah. a, I'm making a spinning She's motion with a my crank hands right now uh, because I really want to see instead of the innkeepers who say. Well, I put my listing up and nothing happened. Well, nothing happens for a variety of reasons, but it definitely, you know, that price and getting to Superhost is, is one thing that I really want yeah. people to do. And also a $400 room isn't a $400 room if it's empty. Uh, very correct. And that's the other piece that's exciting is that when you're in a drive market for a large city, which I think just about everyone is, even if you're kind of, people keep telling me they're out in the boondocks and I'm like, you're an hour north of Atlanta. Yeah. I would come to you on a Friday. So that's a great opportunity, too, to say, whoa, I still have that room open. Is mm -hmm. there anything I can do in the week leading up to that weekend exactly. on Airbnb to, to you know, just get another booking? And I think that is such a good point, too. We want to work that last-minute yield management. Um, I would be very excited to see that work for people. But again, it takes some effort. You cannot set it and forget it, and you have to have a plan. And yeah. that plan is build the best listing with everything we talked about before. Think about yield management over a longer time frame. Get to Superhost on Airbnb. I guarantee you, you're going to kill it because you just have so much to offer and our guests are looking for it. Well, I am so happy we were able to have this conversation because I think that potential innkeepers, and I interviewed Nikki, yeah. who's a new innkeeper oh, who amazing. worked with you, um, getting his place up and going. Yep. And I think that there's a perception out there in the industry, and I'm I know from hearing you last year and then hearing you again this year how hard you are working and for the industry. And so everyone listening, I hope that you will consider all that you have heard from Cami today and uh, certainly reach out with any questions to the yes. Airbnb support team. How would a new innkeeper reach you all and who would they reach out to? Please email hospitality at 
I know everyone can spell hospitality, so it's hospitality at airbnb.com. We will make sure you are connected with your market manager and our professional host customer service team. Super, super important. Please reach out to us because if you go through regular customer service, they handle four and a half million home posts listings. What you do does not make tons of sense to them. It does make all the sense in the world to our professional host group, and we want to make sure you're very well taken care of. So hospitality at Airbnb. I personally answer some of those emails as well. I like being in that inbox. I love hearing from innkeepers, and I hope I'll get to meet all of you at some point. If you're in San Francisco, you can also email that inbox. We'd love to show you around Airbnb's office and make you a part of our community. So thank you guys so much for listening. Thanks for having me, Megan. This is awesome. My pleasure. It was my pleasure. Thank you so much. Absolutely. You've been listening to Inside Inkeeping, hosted by Megan Smith. Our show is produced by Katherine Hayes and Luke Stafford in partnership with InPartners, Mondo MediaWorks, and Megan Smith Consulting. You can find Inside Inkeeping on iTunes, Google Play, and everywhere you get your podcasts. Subscribe or stay in touch at InsideInkeeping.com. Thanks for listening.